Hey guys, so here's the Ahsoka episode 2 breakdown. Sabine wakes up in the care facility with Ahsoka watching over her. Her lightsaber wound to the right of her abdomen seems to not have killed her, but left her severely injured. Now I think it's pretty comical how many people can get stabbed in the abdomen, no matter where it is, and survive except for Qui-Gon Jinn. But I do have a video just on that topic itself, and I'll release that at another time as to why he was the only one that actually died despite being, well, I think, more powerful than anyone else that got stabbed, especially Reva. Sabine tells Ahsoka that she unlocked the map and then the droids stole it. Ahsoka is pretty upset. She remembers nothing about the location of the star system and Ahsoka walks out saying, you've done enough. Balin and Shin land at this really cool relic site that we find out in a bit was actually not made by Jedi, but an ancient civilization from another galaxy. Now this relic site has stones that are surrounding a center, holding a place for the map, clearly indicative of giving the location of Thrawn. He places it down, yet it doesn't activate. They need Morgan Elsbeth and her witchcraft. At this point, we hear the Kylo Ren theme very briefly for maybe like two seconds, which I thought was pretty interesting. And I have a few theories about it. However, I wouldn't go too into detail on it. Now, perhaps there are things in the unknown regions or in this other galaxy that we'll learn about that could connect to the sequel trilogy and perhaps secret missions that Palpatine had out there with Exegol or whatever else he might have been doing. Palpatine was very knowledgeable and he was always trying to go into other depths of galaxies itself, not just the one he was in. Or maybe, you know, Luke Skywalker was out there as well, venturing the galaxies as he was doing, or really it's nothing at all, just a cool theme. As Balin looks to the skies, we see what looks like Pergil. So we're getting closer and closer as the Pergil were the ones who actually engaged in a organic hyperspace with Ezra and Thrawn. Ahsoka heads to Sabine's home to cover the tracks and feel the tremors in the force to see what happened, giving a bit of a psychometry vibe. As she walks around inside, she kills the HK assassin droid, waiting for him, kind of drawing him out like bait, as she brings the head back to Sabine, hoping to recover the information and origins of this droid and who sent it. They learn that this droid is from Corellia, and so Ahsoka remembers Elsbeth had factories on Corellia, so she heads there with Hera. As Elsbeth arrives at the scene with the map, she uses Night Sister magic, which is the first time that we see it in live action. I'm a really big fan of Night Sisters. I think having magic and witchcraft in Star Wars is pretty freaking cool. She tells us that this place wasn't built by the Jedi, but rather an ancient people from a distant galaxy. I think this could be people like the Zepho. However, of course, the Zepho are from this galaxy, and she says specifically that these people, or beings, are from a distant one. So if there are beings in our own galaxy or in the Star Wars galaxy that we don't even know about, makes you kind of wonder about the galaxies we haven't yet discovered. There's a little more to this scene, which I'm going to get to in a minute. The map rises with the help of green magic as it opens and gives the location of Thrawn, the pathway to Peridia. Balin says that the younglings at the Jedi Temple, the kids at the Jedi Temple, used to call it that. It's a fairy tale, ones that are based on truths. Balin says the path forward is clouded, whereas Elsbeth hears Thrawn's voice across time and space. She confirms this is where he's been banished and stuck. Balin says that galaxy, Peridia, has power that we have never seen before. I believe that this is a galaxy with a new set of rules. New people, new powers, powers beyond the force, perhaps even beyond magic. I think it's absolutely brilliant and super fun and refreshing how Dave has created another galaxy, many of them in fact, as the map showed, and is introducing new civilizations that make even Balin, a powerful Jedi who survived Order 66, amazed. Ahsoka and Hera observe the hyperdrives being dismantled on Corellia to be repurposed to the New Republic. 
as they learn that ex-Imperials work for the New Republic, still on payroll. They were never fired. They all kept their same job, just no longer under the Empire. They talk about Sabine becoming Ahsoka's apprentice again, and Ahsoka is reluctant. A medical droid attends to Sabine's wounds. This is the same class of droid that worked on Anakin as he transformed into Darth Vader in The Revenge of the Sith in Palpatine's Imperial Medical Facility. Hu Yang walks in and tells Sabine that Ezra's lightsaber is actually now hers because she has modified it to her liking. He hands it to her after some encouraging words, and she's going to get serious now instead of being such a rebellious, well, brat in my opinion. We learn that these dismantled Imperial fleet ships, when sold, are very profitable to fund many different New Republic projects, amongst other things, and this raises a red flag for both Hera and Ahsoka. As Hera notices outside the window that the hyperdrive core is being built, they ask about it and they're told that nine have been built as well. Now this core is way too big to be used for any New Republic ship, so it raises another red flag. The information is classified and General Hera Syndulla is being denied. Ahsoka asks about the HK assassin droids that could be repurposed here and still be here as they learn a droid of this class does indeed exist here, unbeknownst to the manager, currently departing on that very transport outside. The traitorous workers scream for the Empire and attack Ahsoka and Hera as Hera races for the ghost and Ahsoka jumps out the window facing Merok. The Inquisitor is loyal to Balin, it seems, as he holds a red lightsaber. Now, I tried to find as much information about this Inquisitor as I could. Of course, it's no longer an Inquisitor, but it seems to be kind of like a almost mercenary. It seems to be loyal to Balin. Clearly, it knows the way of a lightsaber and the Force. They fight as Hera chases the hyperdrive core being transported. Chopper tries to find the tracker as he throws a literal big Lego piece out, finally finding what he was looking for. I found this to be really hilarious. Super little Easter egg, but it was there. Merrick can't take Ahsoka and ends up running away to his ship. I have no clue who this is. Heck, it could even be a girl. It could be Barriss Afi but I don't know. Ahsoka dodges his lightsaber as it returns to him. She's in control of all her emotions and can sense everything. She's very samurai, very one with the force. Sabine heads back home, lays her Mandalorian armor out like a samurai, kneels before it, which is very ritual-like, and cuts her hair. The Imperial loyalists on Corellia are arrested, and also, for a fun fact, Corellia is where Han Solo was raised. Sabine sends a hollow image to Ahsoka of her in armor. She is ready. So we're now at pretty much the end of Rebels, where she dons the armor, observing the mural of the ghost crew, touching Ezra's face, hoping that she finds him alive and okay. As she turns around to see Ahsoka landing to pick her up, we're all now pretty caught up and ready to find Ezra and Thrawn in the unknown regions, or rather, in another galaxy. Hu Yang informs them that Harrison Dula has tracked the ship, and it's in the Denab system in orbit around the planet Cetos. As the hyperdrive cores are being put together, we can see that this thing is freaking huge. Clearly something big enough for a massive ship to be launched into hyperspace, or perhaps open a portal using the power of the hyperdrive cores. Balin confirms to Elsbeth that Ahsoka is coming, as he appears in some mystic-looking hologram that we haven't really seen before. Standing next to him is Shinhati, and on the other side is Merok. He tells Elsbeth that to kill Ahsoka would be a shame, as there are so few Jedi left. And she questions if he has confliction, and he says, no, just being honest. So I do think he has confliction. I think that he will either be redeemed or maybe killed, turning back into a full Jedi. As I don't think he's fully ready to act on these dark deeds that Thrawn and Elsbeth are paying him to do. I think for sure that Shin Hattie will be redeemed, as she's very young and 
almost looks maybe like she's still confused uh, what side is really right and wrong for her, but it's still very early to tell. I think the character of Shin Hattie for me is probably the most interesting. I really like her acting. I think she's pretty epic, and I'm excited to see where her story develops, as well as to understand who she is and why she still has a Padawan braid. Maybe they're just faking this whole thing. Maybe they're just pretending to be working for Elsbeth and Thrawn. In reality, they're trying to get something else out of it. I don't know, but nothing is always as it seems, and I feel like when you're once a Jedi and you kind of still have these Jedi tendencies like a Padawan braid or having a orange lightsaber instead of Sith red, it makes me wonder, you know, where does their allegiance lie? Maybe there's a bit of confliction there, like Mace Windu had a purple lightsaber. So anyways, that's the end of this episode. I think things are really caught up now. They've basically brought all of the regular fans who never watched Rebels on board, and everyone's pretty much ready to go at this point. Personally, I'm extremely excited. I think this show so far, these two episodes, is a 9 out of 10. I think there were a few moments that really dragged on that were a little bit slow, but I mean, overall, the show really has a great character development already, and the story is building really nicely. So I'm excited for episode three coming next week. I'll see you all at that watch party, as well as the many videos that I'll be making to explain a lot of different things for the show. So subscribe if you haven't already. Hit like on this video if you enjoyed the breakdown. And I will see you guys all in the next episode here on Star Wars Theory or on Star Wars Theory Podcast on Spotify and iTunes. Until the next one, remember the Force will be with you always.